Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is the early morning show. My name is Adam Crowley. You can follow me on Twitter. At underscore Adam Crowley, 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. I've fallen in love with the text line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. The early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. A lot of changes made by the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll get into those a little bit later on in the program as this becomes a very interesting offseason for the Black Gold Hockey Club. But before we get to any of that, the Pittsburgh Pirates lose yesterday. They split their series against St. Louis. And had they lost the game before, I was prepared to do my Sunday show yesterday and talk about what a hard-fought contest it was. But they won, and it was a hard-fought contest. It was a hard-fought series, and the Pirates, I think, show that they are game to be competitive this year. They showed that they're not going to go into St. Louis and, like so many other Pirates clubs before them, be intimidated. Would have been nice to get it done yesterday. I didn't love that Derek Shelton did not stick with David Bender for two innings. He went with Will Crow Medicine Show in the 10th. And, well, he blew it. I know that Bender pitched the day before, and that probably is the reason why he didn't stretch him out the two innings. I'm guessing Derek Shelton talked about it yesterday, but I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because I think Derek Shelton needed to understand the gravity of the situation. And you might say, it's April, you're the Pirates, why would you risk... David Bender's health, blowing out his arm, screwing up your closer. And I would say David Bender is an American freaking hero. David Bender pitched the World Baseball Classic. David Bender is a man. And they should have given the ball to that man in the 10th inning. And he'd have been fine. He'd have been fine. It was a bummer to lose that game. But I think encouraging on the whole that they went in there and battled for four straight games against St. Louis never looked like they were a worse team, really, than St. Louis. Each team had a shutout in the series, and they split the four games. The one thing that always strikes me about St. Louis is how well they play defense. My God, Nolan Arenado just gets everything at third base. And Goldschmidt, I realize, booted the ball that gave the Pirates that 4-3 to lead, but he generally catches everything, too. Meanwhile, the Pirates, well, they largely caught everything. They're playing better fundamental baseball. Andrew McCutcheon. 
has had a hell of a start to the season. We're not talking about a guy that's just here collecting a paycheck and mentoring and babysitting the rest of these Pittsburgh Pirates. We're talking about a guy that looks every bit as good as he did when he left Pittsburgh. That's not to say he's going to have a 900-plus OPS all season long, but my man can play. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Danny in Highland Park. Hey, Danny. Hey, what's up, crowd man? You tell um, me, brother. I got two points. One of them is, uh, man, Kutch would have had six hits between Saturday and Sunday had it not been for St. Louis's infield defense. Man, oh my God. I'll let you keep going, Danny, but you are so right about that. And I thought Derek Shelton had a telling quote after McCutcheon's home run to win the game in game three of the series. He said, yeah, he just hit it where they couldn't catch it finally. You're right about that. McCutcheon has had an unbelievable start to the year, and he could have he, he could be hitting 400 right now if Nolan Arenado didn't exist. I mean, you can read all the stats when he wasn't here in Pittsburgh the last couple of years, but to see him, I didn't know we were getting this kind of a player again. I'm just stunned. He's incredible. And um, also, I, I just wanted that game so bad I yesterday. Know. Man, it was the Cardinals. We had them down. Will Crow, oh, he just let me down. But the thing is, the, the fact that I wanted it that badly tells me I'm in, brother. You the know what, Danny? Got me in. You nailed it, man. And thank you so much for the call. I don't want to be all super positive, but hey, whatever. It's my show. It's Monday morning. Let's start with the positivity. I was at my in-laws' house. It was my mother-in-law's birthday. Happy birthday to her! And we watched every pitch of the Pirates game. There was like ten of us, and we were hanging on every single pitch and getting ticked off when the umpire would make a bad call uh, he would admit oh that's a strike that's oh, a ball we were getting jammed up about everything and when Connor Joe laced that ball with the bases loaded and just missed the gap on what surely would have given the Pirates the victory yesterday we all stood up and then immediately sat down it does not take much for this town to fall back in love with baseball they are nine and seven they won yesterday. They're ten and six. They've played a tenth of the season now, a tenth of the season, and they're above five hundred. And I think people are really excited about this baseball team. I don't know where it goes. I don't know how long they're going to keep it up. I don't know if they'll have a five hundred record at the All Star break, the trade deadline, whatever. What I do know is that this is a competitive baseball team. Will they finish above five hundred on the year? Again, I do not know. But Ben Charrington wanted to see a team that's competitive. He wanted to see a step forward in the win-loss total. I think unless this team gets banged up, that you're going to see them be much more competitive. They were game for St. Louis all weekend long. And I realize the Cardinals didn't haven't gotten off to a great start. So be it. That's the team that's likely going to finish in first place in the NL Central. And you went out there and you did not look at a place battling in every single game against those guys. That is a step in the right direction you love to see it and I do have one thing I think that'll keep the Pirates maybe in contention for a 500 record all season long and that is the health of the starting pitching if Oviedo Mitch Keller and Rowanzi Contreras stay healthy I think you're going to see this team fight for 500 all year Oviedo is filthy and can you believe that he was a big part of the return in a Jose Quintana Stratton deal. 
My man throws 99 miles an hour. He struck out 10 Cardinals the other day. He had the best pitching performance out of anybody this series, I think. And yet, he didn't get the win because the Pirates couldn't get their bats off the shoulders for the one game. But Oviedo's got nasty stuff. I think that guy's going to be good, good. He might be good, good now. I didn't think Contreras had his best stuff. But then he got better as the game went on and struck out the side to end the game the other day. Or to end his appearance the other day. And then... One bad pitch really did Mitch Keller in, but it was mostly a strong start out of him. If those three stay healthy, the bullpen's been really good, with the exception yesterday of Will Crow, obviously. But the bullpen's been good. If the rotation can stay healthy, I think they're going to be a competitive ball club. And you also consider, at some point, you're going to have Ortiz make his Pirates debut. And if you think Oviedo and Contreras and Mitch Keller can be filthy, this guy might be the filthiest out of all of them. And then there's Quinn Priester. I don't know if he's ready. He had a nice performance the other day. He struck out nine and four and two-thirds innings in AAA. So if the pitching stays healthy and they can be buoyed by some of these younger guys coming up later on in the season, then I think they can be competitive. Where you get messy is if Oviedo would get hurt or Keller would get hurt or Contreras would get hurt, and then one of those young guys would have to come up before you think they're ready and then all of a sudden your depth is tested, that's where they'd be in trouble. But if they can stay healthy, I think that this team could be competitive-ish all season long. 412-928-9370. How about this? The biggest under-the-radar storyline this weekend, nobody's talking about it because of what happened in Penguin World. We'll get to that coming up next. Plus, we do have to talk about where things go from here with your hockey club. It's Adam Crowley. It's the Early Morning Show, 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This from a Jason Mackey story in the Post-Gazette. Although information on managerial contracts has always been tough to obtain, multiple sources have confirmed that the Pirates plan to move forward with Derek Shelton as manager. In other words, in what was believed to be a contract year for Shelton, the organization's decision has been made. The only thing left is to finalize Shelton's next contract. End quote. Man, that's a little premature, no? Derek Shelton's got a 37% winning percentage as the skipper of the Pirates. He has been given bad team after bad team. And, well, he's lost a lot of games. This year, better team, 9-7. and seven. I can't tell you what Derek Shelton's managerial strategy is. Because I'm not going to lie to you, never will, never have. I wasn't breaking down every one of his moves the last few years like it was Game 7 of the World Series. I wasn't necessarily picking up on the nuances of in August when the Pirates are 28 games under 500. did he go to the lefty in the right spot? Did he double switch in the right spot? 
Should he have laid a bunt down here? Should he have had the hit and run on? Was that an appropriate shift? I wasn't breaking it down that way. Now, the Pirates organization was, I'm sure. But they knew they were going to lose a bunch of games the last two years. I have no problem with Derek Shelton if this season they win more games than last year, a lot more games than last year, giving that guy a contract extension. When they hired him, they thought he was a good manager. They knew that they were going to put a struggling baseball team on the field. And so to lose games wasn't necessarily a surprise to them. I'd imagine they still believe he's a good manager. So I don't have any problem with him getting a contract at the end of the year, but I would wait until the end of the year. Ben Charrington said, what, three weeks ago, that this team was supposed to take a step forward wins-loss-wise. And we're seeing it right now through one-tenth of the season. It's still very early. If they do take a significant step forward, if they win 75 games, hell, if they win 72 games, if they wind up plus 10, plus 11, plus 15 in the win department from last year, then yeah, sure, give Derek Shelton another contract because he's doing exactly what you expect of him, maybe more than you expect of him. But why would there be a rush to get something done now? What if the wheels come off? What if this season winds up looking like last year's did? A good start, but the wheels fall off. Well, then I'd probably want to look in a different direction. Why would you tie yourself down to something this early? Why would you want to pay a guy before he's earned it? That's the problem with this for me. Not that he's not a good guy, not that he's not a good manager, just we haven't seen it turn into wins and losses on the diamond. Why can't we just earn things? Now, Pitt gave Jeff Capel that long contract with that big buyout, and ultimately it served them well, because I think Jeff Capel may well have been fired after five games this year if the buyout wasn't exorbitant. And then he winds up outperforming their expectation, and was the ACC coach of the year. Sometimes you give a guy a contract he doesn't really deserve, hadn't really earned, and it works out. More often than not, I think that's a bad thing. Like the Penguins, I think, probably would have fired Mike Sullivan after this season, not making the playoffs, if they hadn't just signed him to a contract before the year. But you're the Fenway Sports Group, and you're looking at this as a portfolio build. You want to win, obviously, but you're looking at this as a portfolio build. You got him signed the next three years. You don't want to fire him, pay a new coach, and also pay Mike Sullivan at the same time. Well, the Pirates could get themselves in a situation loath as they are to spend money in the first place. What if you pay Derek Shelton, and then the wheels fall off this summer, you win 60 games again, he just ain't it, and you don't want to pay him to not be your manager. I think there's risk involved there. Now, I bet you they wind up winning 75 games, and I bet you we all would have been shouting at the end of the season anyway, give Derek Shelton the money, but just wait. What's the rush? It's not like he's going to go anywhere if his contract expires in December and you haven't inked him to anything. He's not going to run. The Mets aren't going to be calling him. It's not like the Yankees are going to say, oh, boy, we better go get that Derek Shelton guy. No, there's no risk there. You wait until the end of the season, you pay him then. 
Or if they're 15 games above 500 at the All-Star break, well, damn, shoot, let's go. Let's do it then. But I just don't see the reason to get something like this done now when he hasn't earned it. I'm bullish on the Pirates. I like the rotation. I like the back end of the bullpen. Will Crow can eat Crow. But I want to wait and see. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What do you think? 412-928-9370 on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Texter brought up a really good point. If not for JT Brubaker's arm falling off, Oviedo would be pitching in Indianapolis right now. I know. What a terrible managerial decision. Well, that's not really his. What a terrible organizational decision that would have been. It makes sense why they got Rich Hill and Vinny Velocity Velasquez because you need depth for that exact reason. But imagine if you had JT Brubaker in the rotation, who's just a guy, instead of Oviedo right now. I don't think the Pirates would be 9-7, and seven, and I doubt that I would have the positive outlook that I have on the team right now. So even though things are going well, doesn't mean they're doing everything right. They just sort of lucked into that. Just wait a little bit longer on Derek Shelton. Coming up next, there's one thing we need in the next Penn's GM. One thing. Not going to give you any names, but one thing needs to happen. It's Adam Crowley. It's the early morning show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 93.7 The Fan. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Silverado's Colorado's back in stock with a great selection. Stop in and online, sunchevy.com. Cloudy and rainy today. Highs near 50, so the greatest weather week in Pittsburgh sports history is now over. That's okay. We got to experience it. We enjoyed it. Just like that Ron Hextall tenure, huh? No. So he's out. Brian Burke is out. Chris Pryor, the assistant general manager, no one cares about him. But he's out. So the Penguins searching for new leadership, apart from the coach, because Mike Sullivan gets to stay no matter what happens. Eh, lose. Playoff series. Eh, whatever. Eh, don't make the playoffs. Eh, whatever. He is now the most powerful man in the Penguins organization, the guy who's going to see this through until a general manager is hired, and then Beeston, or whatever his name is, from the Fenway Sports Group said that next GM will determine the fate of the coaching staff, but it sounds like there's probably going to be a directive to keep that guy around. There does need to be another directive, though. That's the word of the day for the Penguins. I'm not going to sit here and tell you who they need to hire as GM, Kyle Dubas or some guy from the Wild organization or some Canadian you've never heard of or Sidney Crosby's agent. You don't know the names. This ain't the NFL. You probably don't care about the names. And whenever they hire a guy you'll or a girl, whatever, you'll wind up doing all the research then, or research. Why to become British all of a sudden? What we do need from the Fenway Sports Group is a clear directive, a marching order for the next general manager slash president of hockey ops. Because while I'm not using this as an excuse for Ron Hextall, he did an awful job. When he took the job, he said, Morehouse said, anybody with a microphone with the Penguins said, 
that the goal was to attempt to win in the present while also not mortgaging the future. And that, well, it showed itself to be impossible. Case in point, this deadline, when Ron Hextall, according to national and international reports, had the opportunity to trade for J.T. Miller, but would have to give up two first-round picks, he balked at that asking price because, well, don't want to screw up the future. And then to try to help the present, he added Mikhail Granlin, who scored one meaningless goal in 20 games as a Pittsburgh Penguin and becomes a buyout candidate this offseason. Ron Hextall had the opportunity to help the future and the president, uh, present, excuse me, when he allowed Jared McCann to be a casualty of the expansion draft. He could have kept the mid-20s center winger, however you wanted to play him, who scored 40 goals this year. He could have helped in the future. He could have helped now. So he didn't even do a good job with what was asked. Impossible as it seems it was to achieve that goal. The next GM has to have a directive. There needs to be a clearer marching order. It's either talk to all the stars, get them to waive their no trade clauses, move on from them, Jake Gensel, Brian Russ, recovery, move on from friggin' everybody, or try to win with the core and the future be damned. It can only be one. And given the difficulty in the ask of the former, it's probably going to have to be the latter. You're not going to have Crosby, Malkin, Latang all wave their no-move clauses. If you did, even still, they'd be picking likely which team they want to go to, thus plummeting their value. So it really only leaves one option. And the marching order must be this. Win at all costs. If you suck after Crosby, you suck after Crosby. Screw draft picks. F the future. Be prepared to bottom out for three, four years before you turn it around. But with Crosby and Malkin both playing every single game this year and playing at a high level, with Chris Letang, when he did play, playing at a high level, and with the no-move clauses, just give them or try to give them everything they need to win in the here and the now and screw what's going to happen in 2028. That simply does not matter. Ron Hextall didn't do a good job. I'm not sure what Brian Burke's job was, but the next general manager needs to have it spelled out for him or her. Get it done now. Worry about the future in the future, and that general manager should be allowed to then see the rebuild through as well. Don't make their job hinge upon keeping future assets when you've still got Crosby and Malkin playing at a high level. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 